Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. Um, today, you know, I, I'm, before we start with our show, I'd like to, uh, for the first time listeners, just give them background on um, on myself. Of course, I am your host, Coach Ria. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching service. And on this show here, we try to to talk a lot of, about a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. And here are some of the areas, but not limited, to our personal and professional growth, our personal relationship, our professional relationships. We talk about money. We talk about finances. We talk about career, self-esteem, spirituality, and, of course, overall, the quality of life. And uh, the show is always intended to be thought-provoking, and as I mentioned, I am certified and professional life coach, and if you'd like to know more about me and my services, please visit my website at www.coachingbyria.com, and of course, you can reach out to me on by email at info at coachingbyria.com. I am also on Skype, Coach Ria. And one more thing, I wanted to always encourage you, and I want to thank you, thank you, really thank you. You, you, uh, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for you guys, for supporting the show, for listening to the show, archive, live, and for downloading the show on iTunes. But I just want to give you, you know, um, heads up. Follow the show so you can be notified of all the upcoming um, guests and all upcoming events. And, and connect with me on Facebook. Connect with me on Twitter. I'd love to be your friend, and I'd love to know what's going on in your life. So make sure you do that. i love to hear from you. And, uh, of course, if you uh, know, I always like to set my intention in the beginning of the show. And here it goes. Uh, my intention of doing this show is really is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you deserve to live. So, again, it's really all up to you. And all I try to do on this show is to bring the conscious awareness to this present moment and help you see things from a different uh, perspective. And I hope this can help you. So take whatever is useful for you and have, and I ask two things. I ask you to have an open mind and an open heart on this show and, and see what happens. And that's all I um, I ask of you. And so that takes me into our today's show. I was trying to puzzle in, in my mind, like, what do I want to talk about this week? And, and uh, it's like the universe works in a mysterious way, and, and I happen to... Uh, um, talk and communicate with one of my uh, return guests, uh, uh, Shaman Ted, and we were talking, and I said, we were talking about free will, and I said, would you do me the honor and come back on my show and let's discuss the topic of free will, and he agreed to do that. So we, um, we're going to try to like dig a little deep into the subject of free will, 
try to see uh, in the perspective, like, what is really free will? Try to define it, you know, in, in a scientific way and, of course, in, in a metaphysical way and see, you know, where do you stand in this and, and have you ever even thought about it? What is a free will to you? And uh, so with me here in the studio, we're going to be talking about this is, uh, as I mentioned, my return great friend as well, Shaman Ted. And before I bring him on the air, um, we are doing this show pre-recorded, so we'll be back on the air tomorrow live. But for those who have the link and have the phone number and you'd like to join us in this call, you can call ahead and call us at 626-213-5773. And I also did open the chat room. Um, and so uh, we will open the air for um, Shaman Ted. Shaman, Ted, thank you for being here. My pleasure. How's it going? Oh, my God. <laughs> like I said, the universe does work in a, in a, in a mysterious work, way. And, and I'm so glad that I connected with you today. And, and here we are speaking on the air. So, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes, thank you. Um, just can you give us? I know you are. You have been my guest before, and uh, I'm just gonna let you do the introduction and tell our listener a little bit more about Ted Shaman Ted. Who is he? Well, Shaman Ted uh, Spirit gave me title when I was doing meditation and, and uh, of Shaman, and then uh, then it gave me name uh, Soaring Hawk. Uh, is my official shaman name, and uh, through uh, many experiences in life, after you determined, you know, this is by your heart a path that you want to take, in other cultures, uh, they say that you are born already into a path, you're led, but it's not till later that you are titled and given name, uh, so you don't, you know, you can live out a normal life, uh, but through after I was given title, I looked back, started looking back through my life, uh, my degree in environmental science, my experiences uh, living in the rainforest, my educational background, my metaphysical background, uh, my medical background that I did, all kind of stem into the same thing. How do I take all the knowledge base that I know? and use it for the greater good, not only for myself and my own personal growth, but to help others in their own personal growth. So, at least in my view as a shaman, is I don't try to become a pill to a person. I try to be an inspiration by an example, and it's by your own, like we were, we're supposed to talk about today, free will, you mm-hmm. can make a determination of, whether this individual is leaning in a way which I think is uh, for my best interest or maybe 25% of what he's doing interests me, but the other 25% is not pertaining to my own personal life agendas, then you can take those 25% that you think is strong and discard 25% of yourself that you think is weakness, and then overall, like a slow osmotic system through your own life experiences and your own free choices, what to absorb and what to let go of, you can uh, lead a very productive, uh, always spiraling and upward trend life. Conversely, by your own free will, 
you can do the reverse. And that's the the main aspect that I try to bring to people. There's never really a stagnation as to uh, uh, being. There's either you're on the upward or you're on the or downward. downward in, yeah, it's like, uh, but there's never really a stagnation because just like there's never really a stagnation of your blood. Yeah, I mean, that would have to be only like a traumatic ex- accidents happen to your physique to stagnate blood, but that's only localized. If you had a stagnation systemically in your body or in your life, that's what we call that. Uh, right. But we're, since we're alive, there's always something moving inside of us. Maybe not the whole body. Maybe we have, that's what we have to work on. And maybe one part is stronger than the other. But that's all associated on what your greatest needs are. And we'll get cover more of that in our conversation. But it's such a pleasure to be here with oh, you again. Oh, my pleasure. I know you, know, you reach out to <laughs> so many people in this positive aspect. And we bounce. We don't you know, hoard each other, but we bounce off each other at the right time, and uh, we try to inspire uh, each other, and, you know, it's like, and converse, but that's growth. That's life. That is absolutely growth. And, you know, just for our listener, um, actually, you know, if you don't mind uh, that I share um, the insight of how we came up with the show today. Um, uh, you know, of course, you can connect with Shaman Ted Soaring Hawk. Um, that's your page, right? Is it um, Shaman yeah, Ted Shaman on Facebook? Ted Hawk right. is my page right. on Facebook. Right. Uh, uh, my friend Ted had uh, shared the link on my uh, on my wall today, and that's what brought me to to today's show, actually, because I'm always a free thinker, and when I do a show, I never as for you who have listened to my show, I never have my show scripted. So even when I have a guest uh, based on their expertise, obviously, we talk about um, the topic. But today, um, and if you don't mind, if I share what you had written on Facebook, do you mind if I read? No, what go you, ahead, please. Okay. So, um, yeah. so Shaman Ted had wrote on my wall, he said, free will, identification, replication, or adjustment. Consider that your process of growth in any manner as an infinity infinity symbol that is never stops flowing. You always have a free will, but this can be good or bad. You should strive to make it great. One part of the infinity loop is the identification flow, taking the time to see if where you are is where you want to be. The other, this is a great point, the other is the replication of those things that are great and the adjustment to get things better. Your free will allows you to do this. On, on some level, perhaps not on all, all the moments, on all the moments, but stay diligent, for it's the fourth dimension we all keep forgetting about. Time. For if you keep persistent for your greater good, the clock is run by a greater being, which is all-knowing with total love for you, for your quest. Namaste. Um, signed, Shaman Soaring Hawk. And, uh, yes, and that's what actually brought me to, to wanted to discuss the free will. Is a free will. Let's start by this question. Let's put it out there, and you know, and let's uh, jump into the uh, the discussion. What is free will? Is it a choice? 
or is it something unconscious that operates from within us? And uh, you know, of course, I mean, when I did the um, when I did the the the, the search, like a Wikipedia search on how did they find? Let me see what did they say? Free will is the ability of Asian to make choices of free from certain kind of constraints. So, jump in. Shaman Ted, what do you think free will oh. is? Well, free will is uh, basically your ability at any point in time to make a change in uh, your emotional or state or your the perspective that you see things mentally. Okay. Uh, so, the free so in will, other words, I am I I'm sorry to interrupt you. So, do you think it's something conscious or unconscious? Conscious. Conscious. Because so it's deliberate. Deliberate. That's why it's uh, because you don't know how you're going to act until the moment at hand happens. All you can do is, to the best of your knowledge and in an aspect, that's why you should never beat yourself up or you should never uh, put yourself above others because you don't know. Let's say there's a venomous snake headed towards someone and you're between, you can intervene towards that venomous snake. Now, someone might run the other direction, but you might, by your own free will and choice, have never, you know, had the experience of a venomous state. You don't know what the possibilities of a circumstance are, so you decide by your own free will, okay, you know, this person's life is more important right now. I'm trying to do something good uh, for this person, so you intervene, and you make that conscious choice. But doesn't mean that at the time you make that conscious choice, you don't know what's going to happen. The snake might bite you. The snake might bite you both. Or the snake might run in the other direction, seeing this person run at a poison snake. And the snake knows it's poison, but this person's coming at it. So it's going to head up. You don't know. But right. at that one moment that you decipher the situation... And we have the capability because that's why everyone says they were in a bad car accident and they saw their life flash before them. I mean, we could talk about, you know, 60 years of life flash before them. Time stands still, but you take that moment and you jump at it. It's an emotional base, love. You know, you love the person, you self-sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice, and you jump towards that snake. But you can't judge the other person for their free will because maybe they had a traumatic experience with just, a big garden worm, and they're just phobic of something that moves and is slimy. So you don't worry about, you know, what the other person's doing. You pick that moment to free will and never knowing what's going to happen. But by your own free choice, uh, you make a move, and things happen. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, because I I have a different thought about this, and I I I'm, I'm you know I I do agree with you on some sense that is a it is a conscious and it could be deliberate um conscious decision or choice to make, but however, I think 
it's like anything else. It's like you can form a habit, you can form a belief, or you can, we talked about this briefly before the show, how yeah. this could be affected by our sets of beliefs that we have either inherited or developed throughout the years, you know, and became our way of life. So our free will could very much be affected. So it could be very much unconscious, not a conscious. Because some people, they really, so like, let's take an example. Um, if I decided, let's say, um, take like for instance, walking my dog, right? So I want to walk my dog and I think about it and I said, okay, it's like 20 degrees outside. I really don't want to go out there in the cold. So I'm thinking about it, right? So my free will is telling me, or the decision, I needed to make that decision to walk the dog because the dog needs the exercise. I need to take the dog for a walk. But in the same time, I'm talking about myself saying, like, I don't want to walk the dog because it's cold outside. <laughs> right? And I do that. But then if you automatically just make decisions, you're constantly making decisions, that's your free will at work, but you're not conscious of it. So when you're deliberately thinking about it, like when I'm trying to decide to walk my dog, I would take that as a conscious, deliberate free will. I have the free will to walk my dog or not to walk my dog. It's based on my decision because the the free will comes before the action, right? So the decision comes before the action itself. Exactly. So uh, it, it, go ahead. Okay. But you, you hit uh, a point. Uh, that uh, what makes us in intellectual beings, and that's why diligence is always there. Because once you do something consciously enough, then it becomes subconscious, unconscious. So becomes a habit. I mean, we that's do exactly have what you're talking about. You're forming a new habit. Exactly. And you're forming a new neural network right. where. Yeah. Uh, that's why repetitiveness and the ability to understand and be aware of your environment uh, will be, and living in the now, will help you progress so much faster than someone who just does something uh, unconsciously and always and does, you know, no makes no conscious effort to see what system is improved? That's why you have people, they're called, it's stuck in ruts. Okay. Because they they uh, they repeat the same repetitive actions right. without making conscious act, uh, effort to say, okay, this is the way it is. Training, so, uh, training the unconscious, basically. They train themselves to, right. because it's a comfort zone, you know. It's like I wake up in the morning, the coffee maker goes off, I drink, I go to work I don't like, that's the way it is, I get a paycheck, I go home, yada, yada, TV, and on and on and on. I to say, friends, it's like, those are, they're basically living, but even then, that's a, a your free will uh, allows you to stay in a rut. You have to, you know, you, you have, have to, break to make out conscious of it. You decisions. Have to, yeah, exactly, exactly. Two, Step out, step out, and take the time to say, you know what? It's like I want more, and you have to believe that there can be more. Or it's even, you know, they say uh, uh, 
courage does not come from, you know, it's like there's no courage for me to walk, you know, a sidewalk. But if I see there's a there's a possibility of hazard and I'm trying to help someone and our highest uh, animal nature is self-preservation and I disregard that self-preservation to help another person, then that is true courage because I'm going against the grain. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, you know, but it goes back to um, the fact that realizing, I mean, you know, we all heard the expression, if there's a will, there's a way, right? So if you have Absolutely. the will. But then if you really break it down and, and exactly define what does that mean, if you have a choice, you can find a way. No matter what it is, the situation, and that's what we're trying to to get into. Because most of the time, if you look, and I, like I said, I did I did some looking online and I tried to see, you know, I mean, there's like so many different principles um, of uh, how they define a free will, and some of it, like you know, really most of it, like associated with religious, you know, um, um, or sometimes it's you know, like the science the science look at it as as uh, um, some of them it says it doesn't even exist. You know, free will doesn't really exist. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, but we really never stop to think about these things because we just automatically think life does happen, right? So we just like, we live in the life based on what our unconscious that was built already is, because our, our unconscious mind is what, you know, um, it's the act in our life, it's like what makes us do things, what makes us cross the street, what makes us like, you know, decide, um, I want to help this person versus I don't want to help this person. That's all program is in your unconscious. But if you deliberately say, you know what, I'm going to stop and bring my conscious awareness to this, what is going on in my life right now, and make that positive free will. Like when you talked about your free will could be good or bad, and you shared, for example, a story you know, that we don't necessarily have to talk about on the air, but, you know, about someone that you helped before who, you know, you changed their life, you helped them because, you know, for those who are listening, um, Shaman Ted's also a healer. You know, um, if you're not uh, familiar with shamanism, maybe you want to check that out. That was another, um, check out one of my shows that we did with uh, Shaman Ted about shamanism. Um, he uh, uh, he works with, with, with uh, human as well as, as an animal to, you know, help heal and stuff like that. He works all over the world, and uh, um, and he basically brought it down to the fact, like you know, when he, you know, he did the healing part, and he was able to heal that person or whatever it is that was ill in them. And when they went back to their old habit of doing things, so they went back to their bad free will, if you want to take it that way. What what do you think the outcome? Going back to what their life was before you healed them, right? Um, so in that sense, you know, your free will, again, I want to define it in a simple way, is your ability to control the life that is surrounding you, the life that you live in. So if you make a choice to jump in front of a car, that's your free will. It's a choice. You made it. So therefore, whatever happens from that it's based on your choice to make it. I mean, that's how I simplify it. I mean, I, you know, I mean, obviously, like I said, the philosopher. There's so many people um, that I read some of their uh, 
that essays about, you know, what they think free will is. And I'm like, I don't think it's, you know, it's not. Some of them say it's an illusion. Some of them say it does not exist. And you say it does, right? Correct. Uh, okay. Uh, let's get in in, uh, in this perspective of, of viewing. Uh, try to keep I try to keep things on a on a humble base. Uh, okay. But I, you know, it's like it's been. Of course, I've been documented to you know help you know people get over cancer who aren't in, from. I'm in right now in Florida and. Been already documented by the Elephant Nature Park that my healing, long distance healing, has worked on elephants in Thailand and uh, dog, uh, a dog sanctuary, abused dog sanctuaries in Suriname, and uh, horses here, horses in England. Okay, these are all associated with, you know, my free will and base uh, to help and focus but a lot of times even though these are all been documented things uh, and I'm telling you that everyone is equal to me but in the grand general scheme of most of our society that they will not uh, tell you any that you are able to do anything that they cannot see themselves performing or that has not been validated to their conscious level. Right. Regardless uh, of what it is, because they can't see the possibility. There was uh, this uh, article put out that uh, when Christopher Columbus, they say, came up the boat, the shamans and uh, the other, the people couldn't uh, see the boats because they had no grand scheme of seeing things. Uh, these boats, there's no way they could exist, so they do not exist. It's been registered into the court system that people block out, you know, psychologically block out visions. It's been uh, registered in... Uh, of violence because they don't want to associate themselves having that violence in front of them. There's been registration of they put glasses on people that flip the world upside down and they keep these glasses and then three weeks later keeping the glasses on it flips the world right side up. They still Mm -hmm. have the glasses but the brain has reprogrammed itself and then they take off the glasses and uh the world is upside down, even though they know how long they have the glasses because the brain has programmed everything to be switched. So that's how powerful our mental concept is. Right. Uh, but, so how you but, but, but the thing you know, is, to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I, 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 like I, see, I still understand. I mean, I know like one of the researchers, um, I think by the name of John Haynes, he he uh um I quote what he says, he says, How can I call a will mine if I don't even know when it occurred and what it has decided to do? So in most cases in most cases people are not even aware of it. You don't even know where it comes from and you don't know 
when it happens. Because, again, I mean, to me, I'm not a philosopher, and I don't consider to be, you know, the um, mentalist or anything like that, but I can tell you, I mean, I have a um, neuro-linguistic certification, but the, the thing is, people, most of the time, most cases, they are not aware of their decision making or where it comes from. It just happened. It happened automatically because there is always an advance. I think when they did the, um, there was a study, there's only like a few seconds between between uh, the thought and the action. And the action comes before the thought, and that's like it should be the reverse, right? You should have thought about it, and then it should have happened. So how do you explain that? Well, in my do book, you follow me? Uh, everything. In my book, everything happens first at the emotional level. Your emotional level is based on a belief system, your own so the personal belief No. Action never happens first. Uh, emotions happen first, then thought process, then action. And then when you, it's extreme, then it's emotion to action. Um but the emotion uh, always happens first. The greatest lesson and the most simplistic that I always give people is love. Absolutely, everyone would define love as the most powerful emotion there is. Right, right. And if you're in love with someone, there are many, many times that you would do something out of love that there are no thought process behind. So that's and it forms an action. Well, it's unconscious because what did we cover earlier is because when something is conscious enough that it becomes unconscious, then it allows for growth. But if you always have to dig into your unconscious, so that's why time and persistence uh, is so important. If you don't recognize it, then you have to be consistent of it. Um where it becomes unconscious. But then that leaves, then you could grow from that. Because if you always have to consciously rebuild that unconscious, then that will take us so long. But it, once you develop something to a conscious, uh, unconscious level from a conscious action, that means you could do, that's why people can learn how to play more than one instrument or speak Understand more than one language. You could be in a room, and if you consciously made an effort to learn a different language, where it becomes unconscious. Yeah, but some people say that it's already in you. See, that's that's where um, the, 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 the the misconception as far as with the free will. They say, like somebody who plays an instrument, yes, training, practicing, it will make you perfect, but it would have to be in you first. It would have to but be in you. But everything is in everybody. It's like it is open, but not everyone loves everything but that's uh, what I'm to saying. the same it would extent. Have to be a love for a passion or something that is inside of you, like a burning desire, something that is so deep inside of you that when you trigger it, when you have the right things to bring it out, that's what it comes alive. But not everybody. Well, yeah, everything yeah. has to have, and that's an emotion. That's an emotion. Like so I you're saying emotion, emotion happens first. That puts thought process, and then 
Because you could be looking at a tenor sax or you could be looking at an alto sax and say, hmm, I love the saxophone. Well, there's your emotion. Thought process is which one you want to master the bet most doesn't mean that you can't do the other, but to get really good, you want want to uh, concentrate on one first, and then you con- then you bring it to action. I choose this tenor saxophone, and then uh, you do that, and then later on your thought process. You already have the passion for the saxophone. You make a conscious effort to decide which type of saxophone you want to practice, and then when you got that playing subconsciously, it only takes a little tweaking of a mental aspect to get good at the other saxophone. But because you've already got the root system, the passion. I hear you. Well, my friends, uh, let's take a short break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to continue our discussion. This is pretty deep. I, <laughs> it's deeper <laughs> This is like deeper. a Pandora box. Once you open it, it can go so many oh, ways, but that's what yes. keeps it live. I love that. That's what I'm all about. I can do this forever. This is like my, uh, okay, so let's take a short <laughs> break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Okay. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyrhea.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Welcome back. This is Coach Ria. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, and today my guest is Shaman Ted, and we are discussing the topic of um, free will. How we define free will? What is free will? Does it really exist? What are the principles of free will? And can we really shape our life by our ability to make a conscious choices that are free of any? Any constraints. So, um, Ted, you with me, my friend? Um, before I'm we, here. Uh, <laughs> hello again, and thanks for being here. Before the break, we were talking. You know, we we got into deep and in, into the subject of free will, and uh, um, we talked about it whether it's a it's a conscious act or unconscious act, and it could go both ways. You know, I mean, it is. Um, I I do believe that we have to train. You know, the subconscious. Um, to deliver it as a conscious act. And then you mentioned the fact that emotions comes first. And I totally agree with you. I think uh, the way you described it is definitely um, makes a lot of sense. Um, but can we really, do you think we can really shape our life by our deliberate ability to make a conscious, deliberate conscious choices that are free of any, uh- any constraints? Yeah, uh, the one thing that separates us, uh, the greatest thing that separates us from uh, the the laws of physics or the, even the laws of nature 
uh, like grasses growing and uh, animal migration habits, is that free will that we've been given by, uh, as a shaman I call spirit, or whatever your supreme deity happens to be, because that moment is not even known until uh, your creator, until you create it. Everything else that stems from that, you know, will be created in front of you for it. Of course, because this what <clears throat> either makes us the the worst creatures on the planet or the greatest, because we have no other creature uh, on this planet will run into a fire and try to save a hundred people. We have animals who instinctively, but but uh, they do it on a like a more instinctual uh, basis that they will go and they will sacrifice uh, themselves for the ones that they know and associated. But we would do it to strangers. And it's like, we don't know these people. A hundred people we don't know. But we'll run into a building and we'll put our line, life on our line for dozens and dozens and hundreds of strangers. But that's the better, the best part of our free will. On reverse, we do atrocious acts towards each other, which the laws of nature would never do. You know, uh, it was just blowing me away. Free that's will not, as yeah. well. Yeah, you think so? Okay. I mean, like yesterday, I, I, I don't ever hardly listen to the news, but I was in my office and somewhere in my house the TV was on, and I was overheard that somebody had thrown a puppy over um, from a car. And that adds, like, of course, like that just like it, it cuts me into pieces, like, that, that we actually have that. We make a decision like that to just, like, herd whether it's an animal or a human being or anything like that, why? I don't know. It's just it's hard for me to 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 comprehend that that those acts and really consider them to be like a free will. I mean, you know, do these people really had made that deliberate decision to do something like that? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. You really think so? Yeah, that's in fact, the Raja Yoga said the first cause of disease was guilt because even though we have uh, people who do such atrocious acts and that's only one I mean we have people who do like many 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 atrocious acts but the one defining thing that you cannot separate yourself from is at least in my belief system is that you're still Regardless of what atrocious act you do, you're still part of the grand spirit, and the grand spirit resides in, inside of you. By uh, regardless of what your experience is, for who, whatever reason, those uh, atrocities are allowed to happen. And I can mean not, regardless of the shaman or whatever, anyone who walks on this planet right now. Uh, in flesh and blood, has something to learn, has something to experience. They're not privy to see all the forests uh, within the trees. So I don't know why things happen. 
uh, in those senses, but there has to be, you know, some reason that they happen and are allowed to process through, and we have to accept that. Regardless if it's a loved one or a stranger, you could do the best for yourself and hope, uh, because you can be around a dozen people that you're trying to coach and not be as effective as maybe uh, to those because of their free will as you open the door constantly for someone who has their arms back and someone can from across the street that you may never meet through their free will sees your good deed and maybe they they yeah, they own the store across the street and every day they see you go to the opposite store and do this kind of stuff and then by their own free will and choice they can allow it to affect them in a positive sense. And then somehow in sub you know, you could have a hundred thousand listeners and not change them, but someone who watches you in a different aspect, in a real life aspect, you've changed them by their own free will. You know, time and time opportunities. But it has to like you said, come from a burning passion inside of you that change. Or and we, yeah, I mean, but it, but it has to be some kind of vibration alone with that, you know, I mean, everything is energy. I mean, you know, but do we really, I mean, like an act like that, when somebody does a violent act, I don't think people are really conscious of that act. I don't think, I mean, yeah, you, maybe we do call it free will, but it's unconscious free will. Because I don't think if you really think about it, what did this little puppy do to you for you to just throw it right off the window, Right. If you really ask that question, you realize that your act is unnecessary and I, you shouldn't be hurting that animal. Or the same thing when we do act violently against each other as a human being. Why do we do that? What makes us superior over each other? What makes us have a free will to decide our free will can override your free will, you know, in life? Because it's their lack of the conscious thought that they have free will. Our whole society has based, been based on a control system because of the fee, fear of free will, because free will means empowerment. Free will means that you have the ability to never get sick. Free will means you have the ability to change your life as you want it for the greater your greater good, and this means there's so much independent. But we have never been taught like I said, uh, for the most part, that to trust in a belief system that will condone great freedom of goodness for free will. We have old sayings, it's a dog-eat-dog world, it's like do for you, it's going to do for you. And so we have... So many into the basis of our history. Look at history. Uh, uh, conquer or be conquered, you know, and it's like tooth for tooth, eye for an eye. So many sayings, you know, that uh, that 
disempower yeah, which is, you our know, ability of course, at least everybody blonde and blind. Good. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's it, it, of course it doesn't, you know. I mean, if you wanted to try to understand it, 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 it makes no sense to me. But like, you know, I mean, if we take the different principles, how you know of of free will, you know, take it from the religious part. So the religious. Uh, realm will say free will it implies that it, every individual free will and choices can coexist with an omnipot, omnipotent divinity which is it, it, in ethic it may hold application for whether individual can be held moral accountable for their actions do you follow what I'm saying so if we really think about it and I'm not you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a free thinker I think my religion is, is love, and, and I don't really specifically follow anything, you know, specific, but I do believe in divine um, power. I, I do believe in all this thing. We're not getting into the religion part, but I do agree. I do agree in the sense of, you know, we need to be held, you know, accountable for our own action, and we need to realize, you know, why this act should be or should not be done. You know, um, and and your free will ends when someone else's free will starts. I mean, you know, I, as as a child, I remember growing up, you know, being taught like, you know, your freedom ends when someone else's freedom starts. So you never, you know, override someone else's freedom. You know what I mean? In that sense, so we have no control over each other, and we're not here to to try to correct the world because I I I, I speak to one person at a time, and I start with my own self as far as making that that change. But in the same time, if we consciously, and that's why I want to put it out there for those who are listening to this show, you know, this is a thought-provoking show, so we always constantly talk about <laughs> something. So that's don't take it literally. Step. Yeah, don't take it literally in that sense. But we do have a lot of great uh, um, discussion here. But what I'm trying to say here, you really need to be deliberate with your free will. You need to make that decision. You're conscious decision whether that action or that action that you take in whether it should be done or should not be done in the highest good for yourself and everybody that is involved so your free will is it should end when someone else's free will starts so you you should not be you know um saying like because i mean you know i really honestly and this is something like has been on my mind for a while i feel sometimes i want to just carry camcorder and just walk around with it everywhere I go because I see like people doing certain things that I have like why do people act a certain way why do people consider like they the only people who exist in this world why people think like you know their their free will it's it's uh it's the only thing that exists in this world you know what I mean I I to me it's always saying it's like why do we why do we live our life like this why can we coexist you know, and in, in, uh, in, uh, under one uh, unit in the sense of, like, you know, the, the, the common good of all, you know, and, and and that is something, you know, to a different topic, different show, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, I know, see, well, we that's... start to... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it is, uh, on my writings, when I always place a writings, uh, people would know that um, there's never... They're like very Teflonated, where they don't. My writings don't stick to anything because you read it, it makes a core of a basis of a thought process. 
but it's your free will to take whatever you can from that thought process, whether it be 90% of it or 5% of it, and somehow augment yourself. Because everything has a basis of truth and everything has a basis uh, depending on... um, Because I don't know all things at all times. It's like... But I try with the best of my knowledge as I'm given in my life experiences to find a core base of something. Uh, And how you, like the bonsai tree, however you want to trim it, who's to say that tree is not the perfect tree for you? Right. Uh, And like they said in the Karate Kid, it's like, how do you know, uh, the kid said, how do you know it's the perfect tree? And... Mr. Miyagi said, if it comes from the heart, it has to be perfect for you. So, uh, if so something what can we comes give, from what the heart... What can we give? Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say because, you know, obviously we always say that the, uh, the show is really, like you said, the, I mentioned in the beginning, is to really inspire people to make some positive changes. So what you're suggesting, as a suggestion, of course, uh, that every action should come from the heart. Is that correct? Right, uh, because the action that comes uh, from the base of the heart is an action of love. And it has to permeate you first. And above all, like the sick doctor can't really spend too much time healing patients, so the doctor has, should take care of himself first. Uh, then he can take care of a thousand patients. But a doctor doesn't take care of himself and causes him sick seven days out of uh, 14. You know, he only helps a few patients and he can't expose himself to other patients. So everything should flow within you. And the only way, uh, and here's where we get to a, a real spiritual part, is like we have to believe, if we believe in the divinity of ourselves and part integrated, not going towards or working towards actually being part of our spiritual creator, but actually already being integrated part. Let's say I'm blue as a color, and the spiritual creator is red as a color, then in totality, me as a whole being, completely, is lavender. Right. And I cannot live without the blue, because, and I... Can I exist without the red? I as a total being. So that's where the responsibility comes in trusting. And there are three powers that on the spiritual base, I always see the highest deity, whatever you deem to call it is, the omnipotence of all-knowing, the all-powerful of all-creating. But at the core and basis of that, and this is where I think we've lost a lot of focus um, for everything, it's all loving, regardless of what your physical and, and uh, manifestation may be through the creation of yourself or wherever you happen to be placed and born or uh, this little dotted line we call nations or uh, the genetics, your genetic makeup over there, your physical Big disabilities, person, yeah. your physical prowess, doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You get a 300 million ton asteroid who vaporizes the earth i doubt if everyone's going to be looking to see you know what kind of shoes you're wearing your socioeconomic status your 
your race, what nationality, you know, it's like those things are not going to exist. But being spiritual beings, we will exist. Well, that's uh, true. And that's what, that's what we have to get more into is it's like, do we, if you really consider yourself a spiritual being, then you know that everything is on a finite basis as we're here. We consider ourselves adult, if, and we don't look at numbers. It's, the planet itself and the physical aspects have been around 5 billion years, and we, we segregate ourselves into generations that last 10 to 12 years. It's like, oh, they're old, they're wiser. So it's like, <laughs> you're not even half a, halfway to a blink in a 150-year lifespan of yeah. an existence. Well, you know, I mean, they, you know, I mean, uh, the, again, it's a different discussion, it's a different, uh, um, different show, but um, or different episode. Is the fact, you know, we, um, our body lives in us. We don't live in our body, right? So, I mean, these are, uh, I mean, our coexisting. That's, you know, like I said, this is another topic. I mean, we always going to exist. And in, in well, it's, it's, well, it's actually the coming little aspect. Well, free uh, uh, is important because this is the core of free will, knowing that your free will will allow situations to happen to yourself if you entrust in it and believe that you have free will. It's a, I was thinking about this before we even talked, and taking away any aspect of free will in a person's life it's like putting play in the steering wheel of a car. Now, if you're if you have uh, that time aspect for your free will to take place, it's just a little bit. So all of a sudden you don't sneeze, and all of a sudden you don't fly off the the road because there's that little bit of play. But if you take away people's free will, then it's like you have to turn the steering wheel four or five times. Before you even move to the next lane, that comes pretty scary. Yeah, because you know, you're a, like, yeah, you're taking the steering wheel from them, so the, the ability to, for them to make a decision is not well, even there, right? You're basically taking their control of their own lives away right. from them, right. and that is an impossibility. But and if nice. you place it upon someone on a conscious level, they will make that uh, if they live in it long enough, and this is what's happened to our society, they will bring it to an unconscious level. And we need to change that through repetitive motion of encouraging free will, but this also gives responsibility. You you can pat yourself on the back when you make a conscious decision to do something correctly, and even if no one else knows it, because it was yours. You owned it. You owned it. Whether it be was a shortcoming or whether it was uh, profoundly successful, you owned it because it was your own free will. It wasn't someone holding a gun to your head, and it wasn't someone, you know, giving you a reward if you did it. You did it just because it was your free will to do it, and then... That's why parents, when they see their kids, they strive for something, they practice on their own without you having to tell them, and then they succeed. That's when the parent really, 
You know, they get that big Yeah, boot, and I agree with you. You know, I have chest. a young... It's like, yeah, dang. Right, you know, it's right, like I never right. ask him to spend 12 hours a week practicing that instrument. But when mm-hmm. he got up there on that concerto and did that solo on that instrument, it's like, and you all you did was buy the instrument because they had a passion to play it. But they took themselves up um, by their own initiative to that level. That's when you're actually the proudest. Not if you have to say, okay, here's another $100, please. I spent $2,000 on this grand piano. It was like, and then all of a sudden they go up there to perform, and it costs you like $20,000 in bribing just for them to play the piano. Mediocre. But when they play like a master... By their own, it was like you just have to present them with the p- piano because you saw it gleam in their eye when they saw it. Oh my gosh, that's when you you're like walking around. You don't care if anyone else liked the music. You saw what the results was. So that's why, like, they I came mean, up to their own. Right. I mean, and I, I think that's what a spiritual creator wants to happen. It's right. not through the basis of fear of, you know. A repercussion if they don't do anything. It's not but a basis of a reward system that they'll get something from doing. No right. parent wants their kid, you know, to embrace them, love them because of fear of a belt or the reward of a Corvette when they graduate from high school. It just wants to be a free will process. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, again, that's a different topic. Don't make me get started about that one because, you know, I mean, I have a kid in the school but system. It's and, like, it's the and same he's so topic. young, he hasn't got you into that. Deeper level, right. But you have to cover this. Right, but what I'm just saying is, like, you know, I, I, I do. I 100% give my son the free will to make a decision, but, of course, I'm there to guide them in a sense of, like, giving them some direction, some sort of direction, but allow them to make the decision based on what I, you know, um, what is right, you know, for them, um, but instead of, like, you know, hawking them and just trying to have my free will be their own free will because that's not going to happen. My son almost got two-degree um, black belt, and he quit on the second-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and he was, like, the youngest, you know, um, kid to receive a black belt um, in Taekwondo, and that was huge, right? And he has the ability to want to go when he get when he turns 14 to to start teaching, start doing this. He was, you know, and then all of a sudden he decided, I don't want to do this. This is not something I'm I want to do anymore. And you know, we backed out and we just said, you know what? I actually forced him into it to begin with, and then he liked it. The more he started doing it, he liked it. But then he came into the conclusion, this is not something for me. You know, I don't want to do this, and and please don't force me to do this. I do not want to do that. So, um, so there's a, there's a point where you you know you that's when you overcross. I mean, you know, with our kids. Sometimes it's different, and parents could be very uh, um, demanding of their kids and where they want them to be, and and in that sense. But I guess what I'm I wanted to we we're getting close to the end of the hours, but I wanted to um, ask you a couple of questions. And if we go over it, it's fine. Um, what do you think the difference between really freedom of will versus the freedom of action? Well, freedom of will. Uh will determine uh, your freedom of action uh, because, you, Not vice like versa. I said, now, action always follows an internal process. Uh, do, doing something uh, uncon- 
subconsciously is one thing, but you have to do something consciously on a repetitive basis to get to that point. And so you are already in the process through your own free will designing your own subconscious acts. Right. Uh, so it was like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, but so we see when we meet people, we don't know what they become to make their what seems to be unconscious act uh, their free will. Uh, but they have to do conscious acts to develop that unconscious acts. Right. Uh, so uh, that's why we're we're seeing basically the cover of a person. Uh, book, not the pages of the reason for it. So, if if a person's actions are not deemed to what you feel your processes are, the fact that uh, there's something in that person in front of you that is for your purpose as well. And you have to accept that because no one's ever going to pop up in front of you without a purpose. Right. It's not in the grand scheme of things. So if you see, I wrote a long time ago on one of my Facebook sayings, if you see something, something someone is doing which really gets underneath your skin, you got to deep, dig deep and down inside of you saying, what part of that action am in a maybe not the same sense but a different sense am I doing because it has presented itself in right front of me. right because that's part of you uh, somehow you, right right but at the same time your life is not going to be that way or we'd be all miserable all the time there will be things that you maybe in a smaller level if you need encouragement to continue, or if you need affirmation that you're going on the right level, or that you're going to see something that you really like a person doing, and you've been contemplating doing it, then I suggest you do it because it's presented to you. So you have that free will choice right now to do it. So, in in other words, and I'm going to ask you one more question, I'm going to let you go. Um, but what I'm trying to think, like you know, when we um, we attract a situation, where you said like we see things, like so someone uh, uh, presents with an action that you do not like, but this is part of you that you need to question as well. So, does that mean like on on a deeper level, on the on the subconscious level, we really need to examine our own belief about certain things because we attract these things. I mean, I believe we attract every single uh, thing or people into our life, and they show up for a reason. And I I can tell you, I'm a magnet to things, and I. I am so deliberate sometime in my <laughs> in my attraction, and it's becoming like really kind of cool, you know. Like I was like, okay, like give you an example. I was looking for some help one time in a in a department store, and I couldn't find anybody who who is working in in that department. And then all of a sudden, it was just like one aisle over, 
there was somebody who can just very much help me. And I just walked over there. I'm like, do you know anything about this item? And that person walked over and literally just did what I was looking for. So this is an attraction. I really literally attract that person into the situation. But it, to change that deliberate, because when we are not deliberate in your attraction, you basically get what you receive, right? But on a deeper level, there's something involved here, your own way of thinking about yourself, your own way of thinking about your your um, um, the things that are happening in your life, whether like, you know, we talk about people attracting the, the wrong people in their life, or those like, ah, oh, I'm a magnet to like attracting bad guys. Have you ever heard that people saying? You know, this thing. Oh, what? all Why the time. That? Like, that's a free will. That's your decision, right? I mean, on a deeper level, that's, you're consciously. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to tell you earlier is, like, we have never been taught through our governments or through a lot of our organized religion that free will process because that's disempowerment. Controlled. Of organizations. Right. It's controlled by these organizations. So let me ask you a quick question, and I'm going to let you go. In your practice uh, in, 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 in shamanism and healing, now, did you ever, like, encounter that particular aspect of free will with someone, like, for instance, give you an example of what I'm thinking in my mind and tell me, you know, how do you want to take it from there? Um, like, let's say you, you're trying to heal somebody. Can their free will interfere with their healing process? Oh, absolutely. So if they don't have, yeah, okay, cause that's what I want to know. Okay, so give me an example. Like, now you don't have to specifically say, like, so-and-so, but, like, give me an example of, of a situation that you find a really, you know. Um... The Well, it's like your will would determine, uh, a real healer would tell you they only augment a person's own ability to heal. The, no, I could generate it. Let's say I can generate enough electricity or healing power or whatever you want to call it, chi, ki, prana, what have you, to light up all Broadway. I won't put a fizzle into someone who at a conscious level wants to be sick because they're getting more attention from their sickness, uh, which they wanted in the first place, than from being healthy. Right. Even though they'll say things politically correct, they'll throw out uh, the money for, to have the healing process uh, and to put out the political correctness that I am trying to uh, do whatever I can for myself. If, by their free will, they have made determination that the 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 their stimuli of being ill is a greater comfort to them than the possibility of them being healthy and being ignored by the whole family, that I won't be able to phase them. At yeah, all. yeah. That well, that I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That's a mean, free will. It, that's a uh, free will at hand. Yes, absolutely. I do have a real story on that. Uh, briefly, there was a guy in England who was a musician. A role, uh He had a terrible car accident, and he was a quadriplegic. And this was one of my first years as a healer. After the first session, he said, after being four uh, four years back then, you know, he said he felt he thought he felt his stomach and lower back in the first time in four years since the accident. 
Then I did the work on him again and again and again, and then it's like three more times she said he was able to feel his fingertips, he believes, and his toes, the tips of his toes, he believes. And it was his last Friday. He was leaving. I said, okay, if anything, you have a light, you have a sensation, you know there's connection there. If you feel it, you can get there. So I told him a story about John Henry, the hammer, you know, pounding through the mountain. Pound through that mountain and kick, make the connection again because if you feel it, you can go there. Now you have a light. I was never contacted again by that individual. Free will to continue or to have the fear of not being able to get back to where you initially were. So it is better to stay where you are. Those are free wills. And that's the greatest example I can give you of it's your choice. It's your choice, yep. Right. On the mental level and on on the the spiritual level, you know, to really, you know... um, be Let conscious, anyone be or yeah. any organization or anything control on this on a steal it from you because no one can. I guarantee you, if you're meant to have something, then there's not, you can take everyone in the world, you know, and give them all the empowerment you want. It's still a omnipotent, all powerful individual who is all loving uh, is gonna. Make sure it happens for you because it's your free will and choice and you want it. You're going to get it if it's meant for your greater good. Well, my friend, I really do appreciate you sharing all your insights. And I just wanted to let our listener, if you'd like to know more about um, Shaman Ted and uh, his healing work and some of the uh, um, the, his upcoming uh, appearance and stuff like that, visit him on his website at www.shamanted, that's one word, um, dot com. And uh, one last thought before we go off the air, um, uh, Shaman Ted. Do you feel that the, the fact that anything is possible as when it comes to our free will, that we can um, deliberately and consciously connect our mind and, 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 and soul, in that sense, like our heart and, and, and mind, to the fact that we can change things in our life based on the on the fact that we if we have that free will we have that 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 good free will in a sense you know um, anything is possible you can change the uh, your the world that you live in absolutely because since we're all integrated already all we have to do is. Uh, you don't know what your world's going to be like until you make a free conscious act to uh, start changing it. And once you do and you stick with it, it becomes an unconscious act, and it's your unconscious that changes your world because it becomes uh, what is re- the, your true creator uh, creation in your world. And that's why some people, Jake, just flow through life because they've done that. Right. I do thank you, my friends. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, like I said, this can go on and on and on. <laughs> but you got that come, right, girl. Everything this is kind like, of comes to some sort of end. It is never Any issue around this, <laughs> uh, these areas is a... Uh, 
It's like the square root of pi. It can yeah. go on for infinity. I'm telling you, and I think infinity does exist, so anything is, is possible. I don't think uh, um, there's an end to anything. Is there? I don't know. Maybe it is. No, yeah. there isn't. There isn't, right? It's, a, it's an infinity symbol. It's, an infinity. it's never That's an end. It. It's just a cycle. Yes, my friends, and I, like, again, I really do want to thank you, and, of course, my friends, you know, make sure that you get involved. Get involved. Share your what's on your mind, you know, and, and I always encourage you. I mean, I have been putting it out there, you know, comments, um, you know, you want to open a discussion, join me on Facebook, join me on uh, on my Facebook page, you know, you can also, you know, um, connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, I'm involved in a lot of group discussion on LinkedIn, so uh, um, I'd like to know what you think and, 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 and be present in your life. I think that's the key. We have to be present in our own life because the more we examine our own life, the more we, we notice these insights that are, uh, are presenting themselves to us, the more we deliberately, not unconsciously, deliberately make the right choices for ourselves, and that's all it is. And uh, with all that being said, namaste, my friend Shaman, uh, Ted. And until next time, stay amazing. All right, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Great speaking with you again and so happy uh, that we connected today. It's always my pleasure. Anytime. You want to come and visit our okay. show, we'd love to have you. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Okay, my friends, and of course, that concludes our show for today. And just wanted to remind you, um, you are amazing. Um, you make everything possible for yourself. So just be deliberate, be conscious of your action. And so next time, we will be uh, back next week. And uh, stay amazing. And remember to comment. Remember to follow the show so get all the the updates on uh, the upcoming guests and all the upcoming events. I have some great stuff that I'd like to share with you. So keep me connected with you. Try to uh, connect with me on, on, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, send me an email, info at coachingbyria.com. You are amazing. Much love. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.